Welcome and thank you for joining me. My name is Dr. Kathy James, but I'm fondly known as Mama James. I love that. Just brings music to my ears. But why are we here today? I want to welcome you to the King's Table. Thank you for joining me again. I am excited to launch the new The King's Table show. It will be a weekly broadcast. It will be live where you will be able to join in with me and other women um, sharing their journeys of life, successes and failures, and just sharing tips, tools, and ideas of how to be successful in our lives as women, as wives, and as mothers. There's so much that we'll be able to share together. I wrote a book in 2019, finally, No More Excuses, and it is pretty good. Not just because I wrote it, but because there are some amazing tips and tools in the book that we'll be referencing throughout our times together. Uh, not only that book, but there'll be other authors that will be coming to the table with us to share their writing journeys um, and the impact of writing and the success of writing in what they plan on doing to move forward. But why the King's Table? My podcast is going now. It's currently on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Anchor. If you've not had an opportunity to listen to it, I would like to invite you. People have expressed that I can't find it. So what you have to do is once you go to Anchor, um, Apple, and Spotify, and it will pop up on the others, you have to actually subscribe. It's going to ask you, do you want to have a subscription? A lot of people are saying, no, I don't want to sign up for anything else. But these are worth signing up for. There are some amazing podcasts out there, and I'm out there with them. So sign up. So go out and register, sign up, listen to the podcast. It's called The King's Table in Kathy James. And you'll get to hear some wonderful um, recordings that we've done to share with you about life and the journey of life and the great things that God has for us. I'm really excited. So the podcast is live. Uh, the YouTube channel is live. It's uh, eNation. You can find everything under eNation on YouTube. And it will be renamed out as well as the King's Table. So why the King's Table? Okay. Let's get there. The King's Table was birthed because I believe in the book of Esther that God has called women for such a time as this. And for those of you that have known me for a long time, you know I love the book of Esther. I live in the book of Esther. I believe every woman should know every chapter in the book of Esther and how they can relate it to their lives. Um, as a woman, a wife, and a mother, we are all challenged in so many different ways. And in the book of Esther, you won't see God present. Kind of like life today, I don't see God every day present in my life. But every time I sit down and start mapping out each one of my journeys, my successes, my failure, whatever it is that I'm doing, I find God there. I find him there. And that's what happens in the book of Esther. So you need to be able to sit down and you know, read it and take a look and say, wow, what happened here? And then relate it back to your own journey, relate it back to what you're currently going through. And actually, I'm going, I'm going to be taking you through the word because I believe in the word of God. I believe that my success is in the word of God because God is the word came alive in flesh for you and I. So I'm going to be taking you back through the word of God 
and challenging you. How are you applying and bringing your life in alignment with God's word, regardless to what the enemy says to you, regardless to what the enemy has shown you or someone else has tried to turn you a different direction. You can always find your centering in the word of God. So when we come to the king's table, we will be sharing great truths and principles of God's word together and how we can align our lives up with God's word with a measuring stick. Because that's what God, are we meeting? Are we, are we balancing ourselves in the scale on the word of God? And that's so important that we do. Because if we don't, we're measuring ourselves by unproven methods. Um, methods that someone else has weighted out on different values and principles that don't align with our truths. I, I, I've had the opportunity to do some amazing things these last four or five years in my life. And people have tried to show me different waves and different paths and, and different ideas and methodologies to get to an end. But I really believe I can get to the end through God's word, through God's leading, through God's guidance. And I believe that because my favorite scripture outside of John 3, 16 is Philippians 1 and 6. I'm very confident that God began a work in me and God's going to finish the work. He's going to finish it because he started it. And then he's going to present me to himself. So I don't have to lean and depend on anything else or anyone else. And, and I want to show you how to be confident in God's word, how to be confident in the promises of God. So the King's table, we will come weekly. We will share again, different thoughts and ideas, different journeys based on the word, biblical principles. And we're going to break bread together. We're going to break bread. We're going to cry together. We're going to tell our stories together and we're actually going to be able to chat together. You'll be able to come on with me. You'll be able to type in your comments and we'll be able to respond back to you live. And if you miss the live recording, you'll be able to go back and watch it. And then the next week you can send me questions or you can send me questions during the week and I'll be happy to reach out to you and answer those questions. Those of you that know me, you know, I'm a certified life coach, coaching international coaching federation. Um, I am saved. Above all things, let's 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 lay that foundation. I am saved and I love God. I am a very safe, sound, confidential individual for you to share with. So that's most important to me. But I am certified by the International Coaching Federation. I follow all the rules and guidelines for um, the code of ethics, confidentiality, so that you can ensure that you're going to get the best that God has for you. So we're going to come to the king's table as we talk about finally, finally, no more excuses. How many of you in 2020, you were expecting so many great things to happen, but 2020 came on the scene and man, when it came in, it came in roaring like a lion and it has it has left its footprints along the way. Not only are we facing a pandemic we are also facing a racial injustice that has been brought to the light as never before. We've been crying loud for many, many years. I am 64 and I, I can remember as a young child, they were crying injustice, injustice. And here I am, you know, 64 years later and they're still crying no more. And I believe this time it's no more. So have you taken the time to sit down and think about, you know, a hundred and Two days locked up, 102 days. When I say locked up, I mean, we've not been free to go and come and do the things that we were used to doing. 
you know, not being able to fellowship together, not really wanting to go to restaurants, having to use Uber Eats, Uber, Postmates, somebody bringing you food to your door, trusting those processes that people put in place. Things are just different. Monies, jobs, working from home, taking care of your children, your own self, getting to see what the teachers having to deal with every day. I had a mother call me about a month ago and she said, Mama James, the teacher has been telling me this for a couple years. I thought they were picking on my baby, but I'm having to sit with this baby every day. And now I see what they mean. I said, you know what? I really want to acknowledge you. And I want to encourage you. Send those teachers a note and say, thank you. Matter of fact, send them a Starbucks card and say, I apologize for not listening because I thought my baby walked on water, been there, done that. I went to school to defend my son one day. The teacher said, uh, no, this is what I said. Let's, let's get this right. I said to the teacher, look here, you keep calling me on my job. I'm trying to pay for this boy's education, but you keep calling me. So I'm coming to the school and I'm going to be there at one o'clock and I'm going to sit in the back of that classroom and I want you to show me what he's doing. She goes, no, I want you to come, but I want you to stand outside the window back in that corner about one o'clock. You can't come in the classroom. I said, okay, we'll do it your way. And we did. So I went to her classroom and I went outside, you know, the little window place that she told me to stand. And I stood there and all of a sudden I saw this kid, you know, kind of butterflying all around the classroom. You know, he was dancing and kicking. And yes, it's three o'clock. There goes my clock right on time. And he was dancing all across. And I said, now, you know what? She need to call his mama because he needs somebody to beat him. Because that little boy was so disruptive and the teacher couldn't talk. And she was saying, hey, sit down. Everybody else is trying to, to read. It's quiet time. And I want you to know, lo and behold, I looked at the kid again and guess what? You're right. You're right. It was my child. That's the day they start to call the police on me for child abuse because I busted and thank God it was a private school. I went in that classroom. I grabbed him by his neck and I drug him out of there and I tried to kill him. And I still have not gotten over that humiliation. So I told the mother, go ahead, send the teachers a few Starbucks cards. Thank you for acknowledging to me that your kid is a rug rat. So you see, you've been locked at home with all this stuff. Everything's different, but we're going to come to the king's table. We're going to talk about the excuses we make around being a woman, a wife, and a mother and doing the things that God has called us to do. Uh, we're going to talk about why we make excuses. The book talks all about why we make excuses, how comfortable we are in making our excuses, how justified we are in making these excuses, how validated we are in making these excuses, how I'm right in making my excuses. We're going to talk about that. But what we're going to tag to that is who suffers when you make the excuse? Is the impact just on you or is the impact on someone else as well? We're going to be talking about that. Um, I'm going to also challenge you in areas. Uh, I'm going to ask you, are you willing? I'm going to be using the word willing a lot. So are you willing to take a look on the inside of your heart and say, God, Ah, I got some work to do. I'm going to ask you, are you willing to take a look at your heart and ask God to flesh out the ugly in you, to flesh out the areas in you that need to be tidied up? You know, how you go through your house and tidy things up when someone calls and says, girl, I'm getting ready to come over and 
well, you know, you haven't really picked up the house as well as it should be picked up. So you start picking up things and throwing them in the closet or up under the cushion, down under the rug. And the guests come over and they sit down. You have a great time. Everybody goes home and you go, ooh. But when everyone leaves, you think, wow, you know, I really could have done better. I shouldn't have had to spend that last few moments throwing things under the rug and under the cushion and in the closets. I can learn to do better as I go. We're going to be asking you to challenge your heart. What can you expect? You can expect to meet me and some wonderful ladies, ladies who've gone through life challenges, major life challenges, disappointments, failures. See, we always want to say that failure is bad. Failure is not always a bad thing. Failure, failure can be a good thing. You'll learn some great lessons in failing. It's what do you do after you fail? Are you willing to pick yourself back up, get back on the road and answer the call that God has for your life? We'll be talking about that. You can also expect to hear women talk about their successes, hear women talk about their failed marriages, hear women talk about their children that have disappointed them and how they've recovered. I mean, life just brings so many challenges, but what happens when you come to the king's table is you get refreshed, you get renewed, you get re-strengthened. So I'm inviting you to come to the king's table. You don't want to miss these sessions that we are going to have. I am so excited about these sessions. Uh, what can you do? You can join in each week on every session. The sessions will be one hour. Uh, you don't want to miss them again. You want to, if you do miss it because you have something already planned or a family engagement or work, whatever the um, reason that you can't make it, you can always go back again and look at them later. Uh, we're asking you to invite a friend. You can email them, text them, call them, say, hey, get your pen, get your paper, sit down. Mama James is at the king's table and we're going to be sharing some amazing truths of God's word that will change your life. I believe that a changed woman changes the world. Matter of fact, that's my model for the last 20 years. If we can only change one, if we can just change one. People are looking for meetings and big groups by the hundreds and the thousands. I'm not. I'm interested in the one because one has a multiplication factor that if I can get one and you get one and they get one and they get one and they get one, it doesn't stop. doesn't stop. We change the world one woman at a time. And that's what I want to do because a changed woman changes the world. How does she change the world? She changes the world because she brings a new, she brings a new perspective. She brings a new uh, view challenge to the table and she's willing to walk it out. She's willing to be committed. So you're going to be called to action. You'll be challenged to look at your belief systems. What is it that you believe? Why do you believe it? I learned early on in my life, that a lot of the things that my mother taught me have not served me well. She taught me what she knew in the time of her life. And those things were good and applicable at that time. But as we grow up and life presents us different challenges, my mother did not grow up with a microwave. I did. She started cooking early in the morning. I don't have to. I can cook later in the day. I have different tools. I have different challenges. My mother didn't have a lot of money. I have money to go to the store and buy food. If I don't want to cook, I order it in. If my husband doesn't want ordered food, he cooks the food. Those things all change. Life changes. So based on your belief system, you, you, you have to be able to, to be flexible with that. You have to be able to not have things cut 
in stone. For instance, my, my children now are adults and I'm watching them in their home. My husband believed in that the man took care of the outside and the woman took care of the inside. We lived by that. So if I went outside to mow the lawn, he just went ballistic. And if he came in my kitchen to cook, I'm like, what do you, you think I'm not good enough? What are you saying? I don't know what I'm doing. So we, we, we would have conflicts there. But today I watch my sons cook, clean the kitchen, change diapers, mow the backyard. The wives go out and help dig in the dirt. Uh, my daughter is an amazing, amazing gardener, amazing house repair keeper. She does, oh, she does everything. I couldn't do that stuff. I, I didn't know how. So I had to change my belief system because I'm, I was telling her, you don't, that's not your job. You don't need to do that. But then I found out, well, then what is her job? It's a matter of your belief system. It's a matter of what works at your house versus what works at my house. Things are different. So we're going to be challenging you to look at that, those belief systems. We're going to ask you if what you're doing today is what you need to be doing. Yeah. A lot of us are doing a lot of things that aren't necessary to be done, but somebody told us to do them. In a structure of beliefs that we have, we've been told that if you love God or if you're saved or if you're doing, then you'll do the following things. We're going to put some scriptural context to that and see if that's what God really wants us to do. We're going to, we're going to take a look at that and find out if what you're doing today are the things that you should be doing. God may have some other things that you should be doing, like just spending time with your child reading a book. Who needs? Who says that you need to be off saving the world? Maybe your child just needs to learn how to read. Maybe your child needs to learn how to do math. Maybe you need to learn how to mop the kitchen floor. Maybe you need to learn how to cook an egg. I don't know. When we get to the chapter in my book talking about a business birth, because I didn't know what to do or how to do, but I learned to do. I'd learned to do. So we're going to talk about what things? What what are the things that um, you need to learn to do that will better enhance your life, your family's life? Remember, we we, we are phased women. P h a s e d. Phased women means we live in a phase of our lives, and when we learn to live in each phase appropriately, we are much more successful. When you're a young adult, live in that phase. Have a blast. Go to school. Go to college. Have fun. Explore the world. But once you narrow that in. You grow up, you become a wife, you become a mother. There are things that you have to do in each one of those phases of your life. When you become a mother, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go? What do you want to explore? And you have these children looking at you who need you. Those things must all be considered. When you become a wife, what do you want to do? Do you want to go to college and get your education? When does your husband want to have children? What does it look like? You got to know how to live in each phase of your life. You know, I tell everyone there is nothing worse to me than to see a 60, 70 year old woman dressed like she's 16. Scare you too? Scares me. Nails out to here, hair down to there, mini skirt up to here. And the clown comes out and she's walking around and hip and cool. And you, the message is I missed a phase of my life that I did not get to live in fully. So I'm trying to go back and make up time to get to where I am now at 70. And you know what? It looks pretty silly. It's pretty sad, actually. 
So we're going to be talking about learning to live fully in the phase that we are in. I'm 64. I'm loving 64. I'm a woman, wife, mother, and a grandmother, and it is absolutely phenomenally amazing, and I'm loving it. I am loving it, and I live in each one of those phases of my life appropriately. That's what we're going to be challenging you to do. We're also going to look at how surrendered are our hearts. I know so many people who have their lives in segments. When I was a little girl, my mother had this wet knot box. I think that's what it's called, a wet knot box. And it had mirrors and shelves on it. And all her little pretty wet knots that she would buy at the Goodwill store or somebody would give to her, she would put them in little corners of that mirror. And no one could touch that mirror. No one cleaned that mirror but her. And it was about three feet long, about two and a half feet wide. And it's set up on the wall. And it was beautiful. But no one could touch those things. I think we've done that today. I think we've taken a lot of our lives and we've, we've sectioned them off into a little wet knot box. God, you can have this, but you can't have this. God, you can have that, but you can't have this. So it's going to be important that we start taking things off the shelves and we hand them to God, all of them. Here, God, you can have all of this. I can't do anything with it. That's what God wants you to do. He wants all of you. So we're going to be challenging you to look at your heart and see how surrendered you are. And then we're going to ask you, is it time for you to surrender that part of your life so that God can bring you to the place that he wants you to be whole and complete, totally surrendered is what God wants from you. Thoughts to ponder. Each week you'll walk away with some thoughts that you can take to prayer. Oh, did I mention we're going to be talking about prayer? Oh, we're going to spend a lot of time talking about prayer because prayer is the answer. At the King's table, we're going to be talking about every conversation that you have, you need to vet by God. Every idea that you have, you need to run it past God. Every dream, vision, desire, career change, family move, anything that you do, you need to take it to God in prayer. So yes, we're going to spend time talking about prayer at the King's table. So we're excited about the King's table. You can look forward, a lot of, look forward to a lot of things. When you join us at the King's Table, I'm really excited. I'm really excited about finally, no more excuses, because I want you to know today I'm living my life fully, totally the way that God wants me to live it. I'm not living in anyone else's truth. Trust me when I tell you. I am not living another person's dream, vision. I have no desire to take anyone else's role or place because where God has me today I am confident that he who began the work in me, he is faithful to finish it and present me to himself. When he returns to call me and to spend an eternity with him, I want to be all used up for his glory. I want to be totally expended of any energy plans, dreams that he has for me. Because in Jeremiah 29, 11, he says, I know the plans that I have for you. They are good. How many of you are not living in the good? They are good. They are great. They won't hurt you. So many of us are afraid of a big, bad God. God is not 
a big bad God, standing behind a dark wall waiting to jump out and say, gotcha. He is not waiting to say, gotcha. But he is a gentleman and he does this. He said, I stand and I knock at the door. And if you open the door and let me in, I'll come and I'll talk with you. I'll share with you. I'll cry with you. I'll laugh with you. Matter of fact, you can be my daughter and I'll be your father. That's the fun thing about coming to the king's table. We've been invited to a banquet. Hopefully you know the story about the banquet. The king prepared a banquet and he sent out the men. He said, go and invite all the dignitaries of the city. Invite all the rich people of the city. Tell them to come and have dinner with me. I wanna share with them. I wanna bless them. All the king's workers went out and invited all of the guests. But can you believe it? The guests were busy. Oh wait, you're busy, I forgot. You all are busy on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, TikTok. Um, there's some other things that you're busy doing. You're busy trying to run someone else's business. You're busy trying to run your business, your job, your career, live your life. You're busy trying to get married, be married, stay married. You're busy trying to amass wealth. You're busy trying to create. Just like all the other invites, they were busy. They were too busy to come to the king's table. So the king said, guess what? Open up the doors, go on the highways and the byways and invite them to come, to come to the banquet. Why? Because I've prepared a feast for them. I've prepared the very best that they could ever have. I have the finest of drinks, the finest of foods, the richest of the land. I have wisdom, I have knowledge, I have everything that they need. So bring them to my banquet. Bring them to the king's table because it is there they will find their answers. So today, again, get unbusy, clear your schedule. Join me every Monday night at 7.30. Meet me at the king's table so that you can be blessed that God can do the things for you that you need. You can hear other women encourage you and support you. Come to the king's table. Don't be busy because God has something for you. So I'm looking so forward to your joining me. The king's table is spread and he awaits your arrival. Thank you and God bless you. This is Mama James. I'm looking forward to sharing with you.